This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is a Monday, February 15th, 2021. I hope you are somewhere warm because it is freezing. We're in the middle of a winter storm, but today the show is hot as always. Make sure you're following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show, and make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider, and never miss a show. Today, we have a very special guest. Alyssa Wilson is the founder and editor-in-chief of Stylish Curves, an online destination that has been serving the plus-size community since 2009. She started Stylish Curves to create a space for plus-size women to discover new plus-size designers, retailers, style tips, and celebrate the body positive movement. People Style named her blog, Stylish Curves, a go-to fashion hub for plus-size women, and she has appeared as a plus-size fashion expert on Good Morning America. Alyssa has been featured on Refinery29, Bustle, Vogue Style, Essence Magazine, Redbook, Glamour.com, as well as a host of other media outlets. And we are so excited to have her on the show. Let's welcome Alyssa. Hi. Hi. Did I pronounce your name right? Did I pronounce your name right? Okay, so it's Alisa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I should have asked you that before the show. No, no, it's totally fine because I, I do give people the benefit of the doubt. I, it is spelled Alyssa, but my mama said it's pronounced Alisa. <laughs> Got it. So <laughs> let's learn a little bit more about you. So what were you doing professionally prior to becoming a fashion blogger? Okay, so professionally, I worked as an office manager for a hedge fund. For like oh. 10 years. Yeah. So I started out as an administrative assistant and it was a, it was a very small hedge fund. It was maybe like three people and they, they managed a little under a hundred million. So a very small office and I came right out of college and pretty much stayed there. So how did you discover the plus size community and initially get active? Well, I actually didn't even know, like, there was a plus-size community online. So I happened to be watching an Oprah show, and she was talking about uh, some mommy bloggers, and she had featured them. And I was, like, blogging, like, what is that? What is, what's a mommy blogger? And so I went online, Google bloggers, mommy bloggers, and I just, I felt like I opened up into this whole world of, uh, people sharing, you know, fashion and just their lifestyles via a blog. So once I saw that, I was just like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And I have a degree actually in communications with a minor in journalism. And I had always wanted to be a fashion writer, fashion editor. And so when I learned about blogging and what it was and how, you know, there were so many different niches 
I thought to myself, like, this would be a really good way to kind of break in. And I wanted to use it as kind of like a little resume to get to become like a fashion editor. But as time went on, I became so in love with it that I was like, it's like I'm a fashion editor already. And so I started like researching, you know, were there any other plus size bloggers out there? or, you know, anyone who was just in the, in the fashion part of blogging. And then when I started searching, I found so many people who came from, like, the chat rooms, and, and I just stuck with it. So you decided you wanted to be a plus-size fashion blogger, and you moved forward. Mm-hmm. But what were some of the obstacles you had getting your brand off the ground? Hmm. I, I felt like in the beginning, getting people to like come to your blog. <laughs> so when I first started, literally, it was like my mom reading it, my sister reading it, and my friend. So <laughs> probably like a total of six people read it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> when I actually first started out, uh, I actually started out becoming, I wanted to be more of a resource for plus size women when in regards to shopping and fashion. So I felt like also at that time, there weren't really a lot of plus size designers or retailers back in 2000, 2009. And so I felt like I was, you know, good at shopping and good at finding, you know, different designers that actually made plus size clothing that we didn't know about. So my blog in the beginning was all about shopping and all about like, you know, where plus size women could go to find trends and things like that. However, what really helped to take it off is when I started sharing my personal style. And once I started doing that, I felt like that opened up the door for people to kind of see like, okay, it's nice to talk about fashion, but when you actually get to see how things look on a body that is similar to yours, I felt like people really responded well and resonated with it. Now today, are you a full-time blogger and influencer or you still have a day job? No, I left that day job five years ago last year. <laughs> so I have been a full-time plus size influencer since uh, 2005. Wow. So how many years did it take you to do this full-time? Okay, so I really, I juggled both. So when I started back in 2009, um, it was probably after year two that I saw that this was actually a, a lucrative business because after a while, uh, after I started like building up the Stylish Curves name and then my name separately, I started to get different brand opportunities. And so once I figured out, I guess like the business of blogging, I started kind of charging in a way that would basically put me in a position where this could be my full-time job. So probably after three years, two to three years, I started making money. But then after like that third year is when I really got serious and started setting it up as a business. So by the time year five came of me blogging, I was ready to quit my job and do it full-time. So what has been some of your biggest accomplishments as a blogger? Wow. So it's funny because I never thought that blogging would have afforded me a lot of the opportunities that I've had. But I think for me to date, the biggest was being on Good Morning America. And it's kind of like a, 
it was it was kind of like a good and bad thing the first time. So when I went on Good Morning America, it was because Zara had made this statement that they would, you know, never do plus size clothing because that just wasn't their audience. And Good Morning America wanted to hear from some bloggers and find some plus size bloggers and find out like, you know, how did you guys feel about this? And when they reached out to me, I was so ecstatic. I was at work. (laughs) And they were like, hey, could you come into the studio today? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm at work. How do I get out of this? So I asked if I could come, like, in the evening. And it just so happened that they said that would be okay. So I left work, went to Good Morning America, the studios, and I, you know, met with the reporter, and we just started talking. And so I didn't know... I didn't know, I think at that time, like how much of a big deal it was. Like I knew it was a big deal, but once we filmed the segment and the segment aired, I didn't realize that people from all over the world saw this. And when the show, when the segment aired, it like my site almost crashed because so many people were coming to the website. So oh, I got wow. so much love on social. Yeah, I got so much love on social media. And it was like the gift that that kept on giving. And then I knew it was really good when they asked me to come back a second time. And I actually got to go back on with a different reporter. And I actually got to talk about the plus size designers, well, the, the, the mainstream designers that were creating plus size clothing. So I felt like it catapulted me to be that, that fashion expert for plus size women. Absolutely. And you started your blog in 2009, which I have to be honest with, I didn't realize myself. And you've been <laughs> blogging for 12 years. So do you think you get the recognition you deserve in the plus size industry? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes and no. So I think in the beginning, in the beginning, I got the recognition because there just weren't that it it weren't that many plus size bloggers out there. It was like a handful, uh, mm-hmm. but now there's thousands of bloggers. So I have fallen into like the OG category, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so so yes in the beginning, but no, not now. Just to be honest, I think sometimes with the plus size community, it's like they have their their you know, handful of favorites and that's fine. But um, I think some people don't realize, I guess, like what I brought to the table or what I created with Stylish Curves. Right, right. And I want to say, too, you built your brand um, without being risque because now Instagram is a major drive for (laughs) um, bloggers. um, But a lot of them, you know, are scantily clad and you did not build your brand that way um yes and I have and I also have like no problem with with girls that that have built their brand that way because I think people need to to realize that plus size women are not monolithic meaning you know there's we're kind of often put into a box and so for me the reason why I never really kind of like dressed that way is because I came from a corporate background. So my wardrobe was, you know, I basically needed that work-to-weekend kind of wardrobe. And also just what I'm personally attracted to when it comes to style and fashion, I feel like I've always fallen into that 
you know, chic, sophisticated category. So that's just been, like, what I've been attracted to as far as fashion. But, you know, I I can relate to the other girls in a sense of when you're young and in your 20s and you want to be sexy, you want to show, like, I love this body that I'm in. Um, And I just feel like I'm also not as young as everyone else. (laughs) But... (laughs) You know, I I just feel like I really just resonate with that whole, like, chic and sophisticated style. So I think it was a breath of fresh air for people because when I was 25, I was I worked in a corporate setting, so I couldn't go to the go to work like I was going to the club after. <laughs> and, right. And, you know, you know, so and that was one of the things that people did appreciate about, you know, what I brought to the table was that I spoke about work clothes. I spoke about how to look trendy at work and, you know, not have to take a trip to HR for them telling you, you know, what your wig is inappropriate. So I do think that when it comes to the fashion aspect, that's kind of what I ushered in for, you know, plus size bloggers as far as fashion. And then you expanded your brand to YouTube. Now tell me how your experience has been on YouTube compared to traditional blogging. Um, I love YouTube. I think YouTube is a little bit more time consuming <laughs> than blogging. Um, but I tr- I've always had a YouTube channel when I started blogging, but I felt like my focus automatically went to blogging. And I think even back then, there were YouTubers who had blogs, but the blogging didn't work out for them, so they stuck with YouTube. And so that's kind of the opposite of what happened to me. I stuck with blogging, but I still had the YouTube channel. And so probably maybe three or four years ago, um, I started getting back into YouTube, and I feel like people who watch YouTube, they're really there to get educated. They're really there to be entertained. And so I find YouTube to be more of a creative outlet for me than blogging. So when I blog, I feel like it's more of creating content that is educational and helpful as far as fashion goes. But with YouTube, I feel like I can show my personality. Mm Mm-hmm. And another way you're showing your personality is through podcasting. Now, tell me about the podcast yeah. you created. Yeah, so we started the podcast last year. It's called Style and Confidence. You can find it on all of uh, the podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify. So with the podcasting, I wanted to kind of get to talk about more deeper issues, especially when it comes to you know, plus the plus size community. I wanted to talk about everything from not only fashion, but health, you know, dating and, you know, pop culture and how plus size women are depicted in pop pop culture. But I also wanted it to be a place to where I could, you know, speak with plus size women who are in different careers outside of fashion or if they're, you know, hairstylists or, you know, screenwriters, I wanted to create a podcast that would just basically show plus size women in a different light, but also give them and give people an opportunity to be inspired by women like that. Nice. And you have a really big social media following. So how do you handle online trolls? Okay. (laughs) So, my block hand is very strong. <laughs> when when trolls pop up, I'll be like, block, 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 block. <laughs> no. Um, 
I, I try not to read them. I used to be afraid to scroll down in the comment section, but I do find that I don't necessarily get as much, uh, as many trolls maybe as other people, but when I do see comments that are disrespectful or rude, I just delete them and think nothing and don't think twice about them or I just block the person, especially if they are a repeat offender. Absolutely. So you, you're not one that's trying to clap back and curse people out. No. And, you know, I'm, I always say this. I'm a Scorpio, so it is in my nature to want to clap back. But um, this is also my business. So I definitely want to act in a manner that I would tell my kid to act. So I, I, I'm mindful. That's why I'm, I thank God for that block button all the time. <laughs> So you've been in the plus industry now over a decade. What are some of your pet peeves about the plus size community? Ooh, Shanice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Let's see. I don't really think I have pet peeves. The only thing I would say is that there are so many plus size fashion bloggers beauty bloggers that are in this industry and make amazing content. And I would just love to see the powers that be or the gatekeepers in the community really get past, you know, um, continuously using the same influencers and use other influencers who are making amazing content. And, you know, they might not have the big following, but there's so many of these of the of girls and, and guys in this community that truly I, I feel like could use that extra, you know, amplification for their voice, you know? And then the other thing would be um I would definitely like to see uh pe- you know, the community really just embrace embrace one another a little better. Um, I feel like sometimes there can be like this whole hierarchy when it comes to the community. And I just think that we should just allow people to just be who they are. Absolutely. Do you think that uh, social media numbers are more important than quality content in today's, uh, in the community today? No. um, And I think it has been proven you know, you can have a high following and you can have low engagement. I think content will always be king. It will be queen. It will always be what people are going to come back to your page for. Uh, It's always just important, I feel like, to always focus on the content and not the numbers. Because sometimes you can have huge numbers and people barely engage with your content. Or sometimes, you know, you can have smaller numbers and you can have a higher engagement. So I would always say focus on the content. So how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your business as a blogger? Uh, So in the beginning, when it first started last year, uh, around this time, I did lose a couple of uh, jobs during that time. And that was because Brands weren't sure if people were interested in shopping, and uh, some of the brands that I worked with didn't want to, you know, push fashion content. And it's, you know, at that time, like, we didn't really know what was going on, and people were dying. So 
Some of my contracts were put on hold. Uh, I had some brands who, because of what was in my contract, who still paid me even though we weren't able to go forward with the campaign. But once, you know, the country was able to understand what was happening and how to present it, I actually last year uh, had a really, really good financial year during the pandemic, which was surprising because so many people thought that a lot of influences would be hurt, but I, I, I really excelled. And I think, again, once, once the country understood what was going on and how to prevent it, then I think more and more brands started to kind of like, you know, tiptoe their way back in. And I was able to work, continue working with some of my loyal brands. And then also the content that I was able to create in the pandemic, being home and, you know, talking to my followers or creating videos to help take people's minds off of what was going on. It proved to definitely be beneficial to my business. Absolutely. So what is the ultimate goal with your career and your brand? So my ultimate goal is to one day have my own show on television. Um, I have always wanted to do like a, it's kind of like a makeover show, but not necessarily in the sense of there's something wrong with you, you need a makeover, but more uplifting and getting people to see when you give when you practice self care and you put love into yourself, how like your life can really change. And so my I actually have a business plan of creating like this whole plus size empire that would include television continuously, including the podcast, the blog, and then one day we'll be doing a clothing line. All right. That sounds amazing. <laughs> And do you have anything else happening that we could be on the lookout for? Uh, nothing I can speak about just yet, but definitely check out that Style and Confidence podcast. And, of and course, stylishcurves.com. <laughs> yeah, before you go, tell us your official um, social media pages and your website one more time. Okay, so you can check out the blog at stylishcurves.com. And you can follow me on Instagram, and it's under at Stylish Curves. The same for Twitter and Facebook. It's all at Stylish Curves. And then on YouTube, you can follow Stylish Curves. Well, thank you so much for being on my um, show. Today is a long overdue because I can't believe this is the first (laughs) time I'm interviewing you, but I'm definitely a fan of your work. I think you're absolutely beautiful. So continue success on everything you have going on. Thank you so much, Shanice. I was super excited to be on your show. I've been following you since I became a blogger. Back in 2009, and I saw that you had a long career as well, modeling, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> so you're definitely an awesome woman, and it is a pleasure and honor to be on your podcast. Well, thank you. This is the first time we've connected, but it definitely won't be the last, so please keep in touch. I definitely will. Thank you for having me. All right, and enjoy the rest of your day, and stay warm. Okay, you too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to my guest this evening, uh, Lisa. I said it wrong at the beginning. Make sure you check out her blog, Stylish Curves. 
She's, again, absolutely gorgeous and very stylish. You definitely get some style inspiration from her. And I've been your host today, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.